Hey there, and welcome to Truth Be Told, a theology and apologetics podcast not claiming to have all of the answers, but created to analytically look at the truth contained in the Bible and encourage critical thinking on how to apply that truth to our lives. I'm Micah Gunn, and I appreciate you listening in. No matter your level of understanding or knowledge, I sincerely hope and pray that you find these words edifying, informative, and beneficial. So let's get started. Hello everybody and welcome to Truth Be Told. This is Mike Gunn as always and today we're going to be starting or kind of continuing our study of love. Uh, We did an introduction last time and this time we're going to go through just the first aspect listed in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 through 8 and that is love is patient. And the goal for this study is to highlight each one of these qualities or attributes of what love is in just quick episodes that are more palatable for people that like shorter episodes of things, but it'll compile into one larger study as we go through each one. And so today, like I said, we're going to be going through patience. How is love patient? And we'll be going through uh, some Greek words as well as... Uh, different verses talking about the patience of God or the patience that we're expected to have. And then we'll also go through what uh, God's patience is to us or, or what God's love through patience is to us. And then what's expected of us, our patience to others, and then what to expect from others as well. So we'll kind of try and touch on different types of love, even though uh, the love that we are mainly focused on is agape love, godly, self-sacrificial love, but we will kind of be touching on others because as we mentioned in the introduction episode, uh, agape includes a lot of other types of love. So to start off, this word patience or long-suffering as some translations render it is the Greek word makrothumeo or makrothymia. And it comes from two different Greek words, macro meaning long and thumos meaning temper or heat, and it's it's long-suffering. That's what it means. So long-tempered or long-heated, the opposite of short-tempered. And the way I like to look at it, because it can kind of be confused with um, being slow to anger. I think long-suffering and slow to anger can be qualities that are often misunderstood for each other. For I mean, when I first started studying this, I thought, okay, so 1 Corinthians 13 says, that uh, love is patient or long-suffering, but it also says that love is not easily angered. So what's the difference here? Because there has to be a difference. I think the best answer that I've come across when studying this is that long-suffering is more the quality of restraining yourself in the face of being provoked, and then slow to anger is more like not letting many things make you angry in the first place. So long suffering deals in things that do bother you. And when they bother you, when they're against you, when they provoke you, you're able to bear it for a long time without reacting to it. So you literally suffer long. And I think that is the key difference between long suffering and slow to anger, which we will cover in a a future episode. Another interesting thing that I came across while studying this is something that might seem obvious at first, and that is that long-suffering or patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And this is another list that Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5. So we're here studying 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, and this is a list Paul uh, uses discussing love. 
Then in Galatians 5, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And he goes on to list the fruit of the Spirit, which is really interesting. You have love, you have joy, peace, patience, kindness, all these things. And Paul says that this is the fruit of the Spirit. So I think sometimes with lists, we kind of go on to memorize the list and we know generally what's being talked about, but we don't internalize what's being talked about. That's why we're doing this study of love here. But this is something Paul's saying, if you have God's Spirit, this should be the fruit that comes from that. So it's almost like a test for yourself. You can see, if I have God's Spirit, these should be the things evident. Same in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. If I have God's love, or if I'm showing God's love, or if I'm receiving God's love, these are the things you should look for. And patience or long-suffering is listed in both of those. Let's talk a little bit about God's love or God's patience, how he shows us love through his patience and how those two things are related. Because it isn't just that God is patient and he does love us. In his patience, there is an element of love. There is a facet of love that makes us understand his love even better for us. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, the penalty for sin is death, and God has every right, as soon as we sin, to just say, you know what, that's it. I tried with you, I gave you a chance, and you failed. But he doesn't. He waits. He gives us opportunity. He bears with us as we sin directly against him, and still wants a relationship with us, still wants to show us love, and wants to be loved by us in turn. That is the patience of God where every single day he is nothing but good to us and every single day we do nothing but turn on him by doing exactly the things that he says, guys, this will hurt you if you do this, 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 or this. Please don't do that. I don't want you to hurt. I don't want you to hurt me. But we do it anyways. We continue to sin. But he's patient with us, bearing all of that, not reacting to that immediately, not striking us down immediately, but waiting so that we can be rescued by him. And I think this is also illustrated in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. So even for eight people, while the whole rest of the world was corrupt, God waited to pass down this punishment on the earth. He didn't flood the earth. He waited all this time until Noah could build the ark and they could be rescued. This is, in a sense, God rescuing Noah and his family from the flood, even though obviously Noah had to do the work of building the ark. But God waited and allowed these continual insults and hatreds against him through people's sin to just mount up and mount up and mount up waiting just for eight people. So maybe you're one of those people who thinks, yeah, I understand that God loves his people, but I want to point to that first to say, no, no, he loves you individually. Here he's waiting while the rest of the earth is against him. He's waiting on just eight people. He's waiting on you too. He's patient with you too. He's long suffering with you. And I think that is just a, a beautiful thing that Peter points out. I love, love First and Second Peter. So knowing that this is God's patience towards us, this is God's long-suffering towards us, I think this also answers the question of what is then expected of us? 
Well, what's expected of us is to become more and more like our father and older brother and put on this patience, this long suffering that they have and extend it towards other people to be examples of that long suffering, that patience, that love that he has for us, and then to show it to other people. I think this is illustrated so well in the parable of the unforgiving servant in um, Matthew 18. I believe it's Matthew 18. Yeah, Matthew 18 and verse 21. And it's so interesting that it's Peter here talking to Christ and asking him questions. So we just read uh, from First and Second Peter, him telling us about the long-suffering of the patience of God towards us. And now here's Peter learning that from the Gospels, from Jesus Christ himself, learning about the patience of God. So in verse 21, it says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. And that is not Jesus giving a specific amount of how many times you forgive. That was almost like an idiom that Christ is using to say that you continue forgiving. So in verse 23, therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me. Notice that word patience and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. This is God interacting with mankind in this parable. So verses 22 all the way to 27, this is God showing us perfect compassion, perfect mercy, but above all, perfect patience and long suffering. Then 28 through the rest of the story is how mankind twists that. So this is a bad example. This is how we should not be. Verse 28, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, again, have patience with me and I will pay you all. So the same plea is brought to this other man. And this man had just brought this plea to the master, to the king, or to God in this analogy. And so he says to him, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? So this answers our question. God shows us patience and long suffering. So what do we do? How do we interact with other people? We are expected to interact with them with patience and long suffering, just like God does with us. Proverbs 16.32 says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. This points to the fact that it is not easy to be patient or long-suffering. It is not easy to take offense or take provocation and not react to it, but we're still expected to do it, and it's a credit to us when we do it. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.14, it says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, 
be patient with them all. I don't know about you, but I have been idle. I have been faint hearted. I have been weak. So I definitely need some patience. So I don't think this is just saying be patient with the worst of the worst. I think this is saying to be patient with everybody because we can all be one of these things at one time or another. I do want to say one last word before we wrap up on romantic love. I think it's going to be my tendency throughout this study to shy away from that because I don't have the credibility or the experience in that area of my life in order to talk effectively from experience. But I don't want to shy away from it to the point where I don't talk about it at all, especially when the Bible does talk about it or I see issues um, in people that I know or care about. And I think maybe a biblical understanding of certain parts of this could help them. So I, I want to be intentional about going to that when I can. And what I'd like to say is that if you are someone who finds yourself searching for your significant other or dating different people, trying to figure out who you're compatible with, that is so great. Keep going. But keep this list in mind too. Not only should you find these qualities in another person, so it's not only a test for other people to see, okay, if this is love, I should be experiencing these things from this other person but also make sure that you are exhibiting these qualities as well. And this goes for friendships too. So often I see people jumping around from one person to the next, either falling in love very quickly and then hating the person just as quickly or being best friends with a person and then hating them the next day. If you are the person that does this or you're talking with someone who is doing this to you or you're friends with someone who is doing this to you, please remember love is patient you're going to slip up and say some dumb things. You are going to stumble in your speech and you're going to offend people and others are going to do that to you, but still love is patient. So take a look at your relationships. If you are in love with someone one day and not the next, or you're best friends with someone one day and you're not the next, it might be a clue to you that you never really had love there in that relationship in the first place. And it might be a clue that you need to work on that or if you're experiencing it from other people, it might be a clue that you need to look for it somewhere else. That is all I've got for you guys today. I really appreciate you spending the time with me going through this study. I've really enjoyed this study a lot, so I hope you have too. Um, I'm excited about the prospect of going through this list that Paul gives us and really fleshing out everything that's there so we can understand more and more about love, not just in a list, but also in how God interacts with us, what is expected of us as we continue to be more and more like God, and also just what we should expect from other people when we're looking for love from them or should expect love from them. So until next time, continue to grow in godly love for one another, continue to read your Bibles, and please continue to think critically about them. Thanks guys.